All right, so it's a rare Tuesday night when I'm recording a trending Twitter Tuesday episode. Uh, how, how is everybody doing? It's uh, another post-work recording. I had a change in my schedule this week, and uh, and so normally I record on Wednesday, th- Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, like uh, sometimes on Monday nights, but n- not like uh, but not to Tuesday, except for this Tuesday. So I'm glad you're here. To, like so, it's a tr- it's, I just like it when it's a trending Twitter Tuesday episode, or we're gonna do a trending something episode. I'm trying to uh, find our, our functioning here. So, uh, so to like, uh, if you're new here, uh, yeah, yeah, every once in a while I'll do something kind of based on trends or something that's, uh, like, uh, ran somewhat random and it doesn't get much more random than this. And, and there's been some controversy around this. Uh, well, actually there, I just wanted to say that cause I thought it'd be, uh, it's uh, like, uh, there hasn't been any controversy. Like there probably could be controversy. But I have an iPod, and it's an old iPod, and like it's uh, one of those one of those ones that's a rectangular white one with the wheel. It had the touch wheel, I think. And the short short version of it is that iPod at some point, like, uh, and I realize this is going to sound really weird because this person is still living on Earth, but Carol King. Uh, the songstress, the Broadway star, uh, the, the person I'm old, like, I'm not super familiar with her, uh, which I think is like, was controversial, like a little bit, like, I just, like, I guess, and, and I'm not trying, like, I saw Carol King was the mom on the original Pete's Dragon. And I, I still always tell myself after I record an episode about it that I'm going to look up who played the mom on Peach Dragon. Um, or I think it was that. Like, I can picture, was uh, Mickey Rooney, Andy Rooney in Peach Dragon too? Like, that would help. I think he was. Uh, but let me get to the point. So, Carol King at some point. Now, you know these computer stuff, these phones and these things, they rely on these algorithms. And at some point, the algorithm, let me see, let me just try to do a non, um, uh, spiritual version of this or whatever. I don't know what, uh, or whatever your metaphysical version of this, like at some point, the algorithm on my iPod became corrupted, but it corrupted is the wrong word. Blessed, uh, imbued. Thank you. Uh, uh, dictionary brain. It became imbued with the spirit and the power of Carol King. And every fourth of his song, it would play a Carol King song. Of course, it played the song so often that I can't think of the name. But it really, it just started playing, like something went wrong with the algorithm. I mean, that's what I'm saying uh, to sound neutral. I, I believe that somehow it did become imbued with the spirit of Carol King. And she was probably trying to send, at the time it's, it first happened, she was trying to send me messages or her spirit, like her heart, like her heart is so overflowing that even her subconscious heart says, well, Carol doesn't have all the time to, like this kid, this scooter kid, he's like at the time when the message is starting coming in, it was a bit of a disaster. So this is like her, her heart was so overflowing with kindness and helpfulness 
that some part of her heart hacked into my iPod. I mean, I, I think it happened on much more. I, like, again, I don't know how you could be a ghost and be alive at the same time. But that's what I really think is that somehow. So it could have been a relative that just is like, well, if it's, uh, you know, Randy King, he's not going to listen. You know, if it's like, because I only have the, the, the Randy King Polka, Polka Team, Team Polka, Polka album. That scooter accidentally downloaded in, you know, 1920, you know, 24, 2000, whenever you were downloading songs. I, I love that album, Randy. I love your polka. Remember when in uh, Home Alone, the polka, uh, that was John Candy. You forgot the name of that polka band. And they saw Starly Kine had a picture that some people suspect Elvis was in the background of that uh, interaction in the movie. Uh, but anyway, to get back to my, my issues, Randy. Uh, so then at some point, Carol King, however you believe, want to believe it, I believe it's the ghost of a living person. I believe it's the ghost of Carol King. Uh, I guess the ghost of Randy King would make more sense. Like it was like Carol's co- second cousin bored. But whatever, my iPod got imbued with this power. And at the time, I wasn't listening. So it'd be like, you know, uh, I think the messages were like I wasn't heeding them. But at some point recently, I decided to start heeding these messages from Carol, from the ghost, the living ghost of Carol King, the power imbued with the power of Carol King. Just, I just say Carol King says. And it always sends me on these little adventures. And the most recent adventure I, uh, I like, was sent on, at first I thought it was just going to be like a simple, I always hope that these adventures are going to be simple. And this one, like I just said, like I was sitting around, I had, I had a couple spare hours. Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know, like this was an alternative universe, I guess, because I was sitting around with spare hours, but, uh, and I was hankering for a snack, and I hit it, and then the song uh, Shorten Bread uh, came up like, you know, uh, Mama loves, Mama and the Baby loves Shorten Bread or whatever. And I never listened to really the lyrics of that song. I don't even know if that's the lyrics. But I think it's Mama's Little Baby Loves Shorten Bread. And it immediately, like, I didn't listen. I said, short, I could go for some shortbread. Uh, and so then I had, I said, so Carol King wants me to eat some, I said, and I wouldn't believe it, but uh, I don't know, if, like, what the difference between shortbread and butter cookies are, but I love both those things. There's something about, uh, it's been a while since I've had, are chessmen, what are those, Pepperidge Farm chessmen, are those shortbread cookies? Because I love I love a shortbread cookie, oh so much. Uh, it, what about a pecan sandy? Is that I don't think that I think that's a pecan sandy. You're probably right. And this was the kind of stuff I was saying to myself, and, you know, and to my iPod. I I get caught actually today at work talking to my phone, and there was no one there. I wasn't talking to Carol King. No, I was just talking to myself about about. I was commenting with myself towards my phone. Uh, but I, they, like, uh, like I was, uh, I was, you know, I was saying, well, geez. And then I said, well, what, uh, I said, oh, wait, maybe I'm getting my Lorna Dune mixed up with, uh, a shortbread, like a uh, pecan Sandy. 
But then I started getting that. I said, well, you know what? The pecan sandy, I don't do a lot of dipping in milk. And I probably haven't dipped a pecan. I don't know when my pecan sandy dipping in milk days were. But that is a killer uh, cookie to dip in milk, uh, by the way, self. And then myself said, do you know how many pounds of Halloween candy you still have? And then you bought that Christmas candy on sale. And I said, you're right, thanks. Uh, but anyway, this is what Carol King wants. It's not me. She wants me to eat some shortening bread. And then part of me sighed. Like uh, I said, well, yeah, shortbread cookies. That's what shortening bread is. And then another part of me, you know, I guess there is a part of me, like, I don't know if this is a call to adventure because, I, you know, I just wanted to, like, I think the parts of me that are more adventurous weren't listening to the calls to adventure, to go adventure. And, like, also the nearest place to where I live that you can buy cookies is Walgreens. Or it could be the other one. I don't know if it's Walgreens or... It's one of those, and it's like, uh, and actually, it's not a terrible place to buy cookies. It's just the wrong place to go buy the exact cookie you want. But I, if for some reason I just start walking when I hear Carol King, when I feel the spirit of Carol King within my iPod. So I was going to head to Walgreens, and then I started saying, well, what, like, I said, maybe they, they may have Lorna Dunes there. I mean, the odds of a Lorna Dune. They say, well, geez, what, what aisle would a Lorna Dune cookie be in? And they say, the cookie aisle, of course. And I say, well, that's the thing with Walgreens. It doesn't. And they say, well, who, what do you think has more candy, Walgreens or Safeway? And they said, but, and then I actually didn't realize that, like, I had, uh, like, uh, like, forgot, like, I'd forgot I was in the real world and I was at a bus stop and, uh, I was talking to this young young person, and she was trying to study, and she actually had headphones in, and I was still talking to her about, I guess, about Lorna Dunes, and then she took her ear earpiece out, and she said, "She said you're going to the Lorna Dunes," and I said, "Like," uh, and and then I guess my my shortbread was swept away by her eyes. I, I guess you could say. And I said, well, I, I said, uh, well, I'm, uh, yeah, that's where I'm, I'm actually doing a tour of Lorna Dunes later. Uh, by, yeah. And I said, what are you listening to? And she goes, oh, you've never, you probably never heard of her. And I said, dude, try me. And then she showed me. And of course, like I said, uh, I said, I said, uh, right before I looked, I checked my iPod and then I, I said, uh, you're not playing Enya, are you Enya, uh, Book of Days by Enya? And then she, like, I, I said, that's great study. I saw you were studying. Uh, and and then she put her headphones back. I said, okay, well, I guess I'm not be, I guess there won't be a tour of, I won't be giving you a tour of Lorna Dunes. But I said, I, that was what everybody used to study to, Enya, Book of Days. And then another, like, uh, bus passenger got my attention, and, and so much so that, and I was getting so, so embarrassed that I, like, uh, I didn't know if it was in your, uh, like, that I actually got on the bus with this person, and they said, uh, where, where, where are you going? Are you going to get your freak, uh, freak on? 
And this was when it was weird. Like, this is when people say, well, it's not the ghost of Carol King. I said, well, Missy Elliott's get your freak hands playing on my iPod while this person's uh, uh, saying, I said, well, he said, well, I'm headed to, he said, I was thinking about giving a tour of Lorna Dunes. Uh, and the person said, ooh, this sounds like the kind of place you do, like, uh, like the original Burning Man was at Baker Beach. I said, okay, this person's got, this person may, this may be my twin. My long, I said, what are you talking about? And then they started telling me the history of the Bur- Burning Man. Uh, and I mean, luckily I had Missy Elliott in my ear, so I kind of didn't, um, uh, I didn't mind. But actually I didn't realize that this person was already like, uh, I don't think they were, I think they were in like a sub, like a non, like they started to, using social media and they said, well, what stop are you getting off for the, where are the Lorna Dunes? I've never heard of them. I said, well, yeah, they're a mysterious, uh, it can, okay. Also I live by the beach. So this isn't, there's no dunes, but it, 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 like sand dunes, uh, listeners. So just so you know, but I mean, I think there are some dune like like things, just not like glamorous Hollywood movie dunes or, uh, things that, uh, sand scientists would call dunes or historians or anything. So just like as a sub sub thing, uh, but they, they said, so where's the, where are you getting off for the Lorna Dunes? And I, I, I guess this was, was this a call to adventure via lie? I don't know. But I, the adventure part of me said, oh, uh, you know, near the beach. And cause they live, I don't live near the beach, but I live within a bus ride's distance of the beach. This is, I'm talking to you audience. Sorry. And so I go back to the story. I just wanted to place way, way place or way, way make or place make for you. So we're on the bus headed to the, towards the beach anyway. And he said at the beach and they said, well, again, they said, I've never heard about this Lorna Dunes. And I said, well, it's interesting. The history of the Lorna Dunes is very mysterious. As I was saying before I interrupted myself. And they said, I don't, I, they said, well, I wasn't listening anyway because I was busy, you know, I don't know, getting the groove together. They said, we're going to get, everybody's going to get their freak on. And they said, that was like five minutes ago. They said, I don't, I said, I'm a freak, but I don't get it on. Unfortunately, I don't have to get it on. It's just, for me, it's automatic. And it's not really that freaky just because it's like that. This is like 24 seven. So I said, I, I try to get my freak off and I can't. And then I said, so then they, the, you know, the professionals I work with and the communities that are trying to, they say, well, you don't need to get your freak off. You just gotta, they said, yeah, you just gotta let your freak flag fly. And they said, well, that mine fly, I goes, mine's always up. I go, mine's more like a bullhorn. And then this person was, they were cracking up at this. And they said, anyway, back to the Lorna Dunes. And I said, well, that's the interesting thing about the Lorna Dunes. Lorna Dunes are a, uh, they say nearly, I'm surprised you haven't heard of them. And then we had to get off the bus by these tennis courts. Uh, I think because, uh, I don't don't know, but like, I was just like, we got to get out. Like I started getting nervous, you know, I had to take action. And behind these tennis courts, there's like two dog parks. This is uh, in the same town I live in. 
And I said, well, let's do They said, come on over. We'll look at it, watch these dogs play while I explain to you about the Lorna Dunes. And, of course, like, I'll tell you, like, I'll just interrupt this part to say there's a lot of Budinskis. And I don't know if you know what a Budinsky is, but that's like somebody that feels like they know facts. And then they have to, like, inter- like so I'm going to cut all the Budinskis out because there was a lot of them, especially at dog parks, because that's like a top place for uh, Budinskis. And not that it doesn't have anything to do with dog ownership. It has to do with the situation where everybody's sitting around talking and then listening. So people like it, they say, well, if your dog's running near mine, we're friends. So I can like interrupt when you're making up stories and try to, so this happened, I'd say 26 times in the, in the next 15 minutes, but I'll just give you one version of it where I'm talking about the glorious Lorna dunes. And also, like, like the Pecan Sandy, like, in, which we'll get into that part. But, uh, and then someone says, there's no such thing, you know. And I say, well, actually, there is. You just don't know about it. I say, no. I'm the official, like, work for the Alameda Historical Society. And I say, oh, do you own it? And they say, well, no. Like, it's run by its volunteers uh, for the preservation. And I say, well, that's great for you. Uh, but as a matter of fact, I, uh, I'm the disco- like am I, I'm the discoverer of the Lorna Dunes, and actually the soul. It's weird that you're with a historical society, but I'm the soul. Like I'm the keeper of the dunes. As a matter of fact, I, I can't show you because I'd have to take my shirt off, and I don't want you know I don't want all these dogs barking. You know, believe me, you know because it I, I, instinctually when I take my shirt off, I like as the keeper of the dunes, I like to kiss my. You know, in my biceps, I, I'm sorry. It's just an instinctual thing. Only when I'm in keeper of the dunes mode, which is just once in a lifetime, which just happens to be today. So that's why your your history does not, it's not a recorded history. It's a recorded in the sand. And as the sand blows and as the sands of time shift, the history is only kept with the keepers, which is me and not you. So Budinsky out in that, like after, like I got that, the reason that was sounded so great is because, you know, after 26 times, it becomes like second nature. Uh, but so I said to this person and, and very soon we were gathering a, a group of, uh, um, people, uh, who wanted to express their individuality. And so then I had, like I said, okay, so. But it was also a walking tour. And, of course, in these Bedinskis, they, like, I think after a while, they, like, maybe it was something in my eyes, uh, you know, like in the giant furrow between my two eyes. Uh, it said, she's being the keeper of the Lorna Dunes. Must have really wore on this guy. So I said, okay, everybody, follow along. I'll try to be in a good mood, you know, as the keeper of the dunes. And at some point, you know, I was kissing it, it, like, it, and there was cheering. The, those parts aren't that important because this was just uh, playing to the crowd. And I, the, like, like, just let me do the like, let me do the Pied Piper part first. So, so then there was that, and then so we stood at the dog park. There's the small dog park, and of course the dogs were howling. I mean, I don't know what that is. Maybe my fur, and when I'm like chanting, "Keeper of the Dunes." And, 
like, I guess I did ham it up a little bit. Or, like, this was early while the sun was still up. Uh, and I was just saying, let's go, Lorna. And then even, I mean, you wouldn't believe this, but the dogs were going woof, 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 woof. And people were clapping. And then I was doing uh, small dogs and then big dogs because then there's a big dog park. And yeah, I was howling. So I guess I did get, like, when I get into these characters uh, called, called being myself, uh, you know, it get, can, get, can get out there. Um, I didn't have any good, dune, like, Dune chants. And then, of course, everybody said, isn't it Lorna Dune, D-O-O-N-E? And I said, I have no idea. I have dyslexia. But I said, like, uh, he said, you're thinking of the, I said, you're thinking of the wrong thing. They probably stole that cookie name. And then I, and then I would just change the subject, which is this podcast. I said, have you ever dipped a pecan sandy in milk? Uh, Cause that's what you're split. And then someone, the people started buying it. They were calling Costco. Do you have any like uh, 5,000 packs of pecan sandies? No. Uh, they're too dry. And then they said, what about, so, so people were get, like buying pecan sandies, which I guess like it was, it was strange with the, anyway, so then we have a crowd of people and we're chanting and people are like, uh, wasn't too freaky. Still fam. The only thing not family friendly was that I was shirtless. And of course, uh, that became a problem because I didn't plan on taking my shirt off. Like I had a, like, I don't have any markings that would determine me as the keeper of the dune. So people were asking about that. And I said, when it's time, when the sun sets, I can explain to you. So I said to my like subconscious, I said, you better figure that one out too. Why? And then another part of the, like a part of me that gets over, I said, why'd you take your shirt off anyway? And they said, to prove we're a keeper, the keeper of the dune. And I said, oh boy. And then I said, hey, Carol King, how about some help over here already? And then a song came on by a group whose name is, uh, like, uh, could be, I don't think it's foreshadowing, but the damned, uh, thanks for the night. And that's when I was thankful because the sun started to set. And I said, we've got to get to the duck pond before the sun sets. So we paraded past the, uh, the tennis courts. And, of course, most of the tennis players were too busy playing tennis to stop and stare. Also, there's restrooms on the way, so people use the restroom. And then we headed to the duck pond. Also, not that farther from the duck pond is a good geocache, if anybody's into geocaching. Uh, but we paraded past the duck pond and, like, uh, like just looked at the ducks, and that was nice, and... You know, to had a moment of solitude. Then we headed towards like uh, this is a like a, a East Bay Park. So I put my shirt back on because I, I don't know, not good with authority figures anyway. And so we uh, let's see. So what happened? So uh, at this time, it started getting a lot of people, and I don't know. I guess like I was heady with. Uh, the creation of something. So I wasn't too worried and I was thankful for the night falling because, uh, I don't know why I did like, it just helps to cloak me in more secrecy. 
and we paraded to towards the beach and actually like people were so excited in this community like it wasn't burning man community but it definitely is something similar they were so plugged in they already had like permits like like within that 20 minute time frame from whoever this person was on the bus uh they had gotten permits so we had like we could have, like we could have a fire and I guess like there was a buffet, there's tables set out with Lorna Dunes and milk. And so that was pretty fun. I mean, I think, uh, they, they told me to make a speech cause they were over me saying, you know, let's go Lorna that had run its course and I wanted to like, so I stood up and I said, okay, let me think about what am I going to say here? I have no idea what I'm doing. And I looked down, and Carol King had put up Katie Lang's uh, "Love is like a cigarette," and so they said, you know, that's I hope. I said, "Love is like a cigarette," and then people that knew Katie Lang were wooing, and they said, uh, "Like smoldering, temporary." And, and could be, you know, make you, can make you cough, uh, or, you know, could be hazardous, but it can also be so much, they said, love is like a cigarette. It burns and it smolders. And it, Cause I, some, I guess I'm better at, like, I have to do a couple drafts, even when I'm talking. And I said, there's a legend of a goddess, uh, and her name was Lorna. And she was, uh, that's her, you know, her freaking name for, because, uh, you know, that was repurposed, uh, by, you know, from her indigenous culture. So she probably had a much cooler name originally. And, uh, she, this story is called, uh, and I said, come on, Carol King, Years with Rose, uh, Yonder Mountain String Band. And I said, oh, okay. Uh, I said, because you know, there was a yonder mountain and where uh, Lorna lived with her sister Rose for so many years, a mountain overlooking the earth, uh, made of stars and of the dark night sky that you, we couldn't see, and that, uh, you know, Lorna and Rose only existed in the the deepest, darkest of nights on a new moon was the only time they would wake from their slumber. And the two sisters were best friends, and uh, they loved, uh, like, they, you know, they loved being awake. The one time, you know, month they were awake or whenever, however often a new moon comes, I don't know. And then people were laughing like that was a joke. And I said, yeah, I said, totally. I said, because this was a different age, you know, not our age, the age of humans. Uh, this was an age of uh, when, you know, people had their own gods and goddesses. And gods and goddesses had their children. And these two children were named Lorna and Rose. Uh, but one day they decided to go on a California vacation. Uh, because of the song by the game and Snoop Dogg, an exhibit uh, that Carol King decided to tell me about. Uh, and but California hadn't didn't exist yet, but they knew about it because they were goddesses and they could see the entire timeline. 
They came to our waters, which then were pure and salty and, you know, full, still kind of like similar code type of sea life because it wasn't like that many, you know, humans, we haven't been around that much. Kelp has been around, I, I believe. And they played games in the kelp, you know, but they only had till dawn. And they so loved the kelp and the otters and the fish and the, you know, the other the dungeness crabs. And they they had fun on their California vacation, even though it was one night. Uh, but as the, the night crept towards day, they knew they would have to go back to their sleep until the next new moon. And Rose, she was a wild child, uh, just like that Doors song used to sing. And she couldn't be tamed. And she she said, I'm not going back. I'm not going back to sleep, Lorna. And Lorna said, we have to uh, for the the treaty Papa made, uh, you know, with the, you know, the, the sun god and the moon god. I think it was something with the moon god. Like, they were the children of the sun. So they could only, that would make sense, right? They could only come out. The moon was out like, uh, I don't know why they couldn't be out when their parents were awake. Uh, I guess because they were made of, uh, yeah, they were made of darkness. They're the opposite of their parents, the sun and the, the sun and the sun. I don't know. I didn't learn that myth, uh, but I think it had, I think it was like, yeah, the, the, maybe the sky, I think it was the blue sky and the sun. Yeah, I think I do know it. Carol King didn't even have to tell me this. Like, uh, the blue sky and the sun were in love. But the moon also loved the blue sky. But the blue sky said, no, no, no. Like, like I'm not into you. Uh, And this was like just like a 25-day thing. It happened fast, all these affairs. Uh, but this guy, like this guy said, I, I don't know. And then at some point the birth, she birthed the, the, the night sky. Maybe the moon came second. Maybe this was like an Oedipalian thing. They had the night sky daughters and they had this moon. That would make more sense in a, a godlike scenario. Then the moon fell in love with its mother. Uh, and that's when things, you know, they got crazy. So she hid away. Her, they, she said, maybe there's three moons. I don't know. They, I, unfortunately, I was doing this while I was telling this tale. So the audience, they started like it was like a live podcast. People started uh, dazing off. But I said, anyway, it was like the Beach Boys, where we're here today, uh, here today, gone, you know, gone away. Uh, like uh, Rose was going to stay and defy her parents' wishes. And much like, you know, the other things, she didn't realize, like, so Lorna said, no, 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 you can't stay here. Maybe one was made of stars and one was made of darkness. So I think Lorna must have been, I don't know which one's which, again, I am not, would have been helpful if I wrote on it, like, would have been helpful if I wrote this down before I decided to uh, create a festival ba- based on a bed of lies, but it was a little late. Uh, but like, uh, like as they say, like there's sexual healing, no amount of sexual healing, just like the song. Uh, in this case, uh, covered by fish, uh, like uh, could help could solve these two. I guess I don't know what you could do if you've got a like some sort of family situation like this with the moon that loves its mother. Uh, 
uh, and a son, father, God. And then two daughters made of stars in, uh, in night sky. But so anyway, Lorna, Lorna said, uh, what if you hide under the sand? Uh, maybe like this, this father's light won't get you because they think maybe they knew that the father's light would dissipate them. And I think this was at the time um, when stars couldn't, they didn't appear during, till after dark maybe. I don't know. Uh, uh, no one was laughing at that. Like, uh, so then crickets started to come out while the, like, cause I was losing the audience clearly with this story. And then I said, so then I said, okay, scoots, we got to change. And I said, okay, everybody get out the map. I said, Carol King, help. And she said, get out the map by the Indigo Girls. I said, get everyone, get out your maps. Uh, it's time to, uh, to, uh, like find Lorna Dune. And of course, everyone was confused by that. So then I said, okay, I said, okay, before we get to, I said, oh, soon I'm going to reveal to you the magic of the Lorna Dunes. Uh, believe me, very soon. But soon, first, let's let our, free, you know, freak flags fly. And then we celebrated. And then it was a real, then we said, is this when we had the, like the, uh, Pecan Sandies and milk, and then people like it got crazy, you know, with throwing milk and and you don't want to like I don't have pecan Sandies on the beach at night, you know, because it's like then they become actually sandy pecan Sandies, <laughs> and it's not something you really want to do. Like like you, just, it's like uh, don't don't do it, of course. Um. And then milk and sand don't go together at all either. So that took a little while. Of course, I didn't use that time to, because um, I was getting so many well wishes. So I said, listen, let me explain it to you, like, uh, in, in no uncertain terms. This is a myth, real mythology. Somewhere tonight on the uh, 400th new moon of the millennia, uh, don't look that up, by the way. It's just le- legend says, uh, when legend says it is the 400th moon of the millennia, uh, people are still counting. And I said, no, Asa, because the millennia is a debatable thing. You know, no, like, don't believe what people say with a freaking AD or BCE. Come on. So I said, the, um, that one night, the Lorna Dune. It would be a rare opportunity uh, to, because uh, there's so many of us that feel like we've hidden in the sand our whole lives, uh, uh, from the confusion pe- perpetuated by the father, the son, and then I mean that was pandering. People were like, "Whoa, whoa!" And you know, the mother she tried to set a calming backdrop for us all. Uh, but you know, no one's perfect. No sky is cloud free all the time. And sometimes the cl- clouds weep tears of, uh, you know, the chaos of, of, uh, birth, you know, the cycle of birth, you know, within dependence on the sun. And then it's, you know, I did use the patriarchy word in pandering. I apologize. But it really was empowering people. Even guess it was propaganda, like, but it wasn't really propaganda. It was only about a false myth that I was making up because I, someone accidentally overheard me at a bus stop. So it's really contextually, it's not a big deal. 
I don't think. So we, we were, then people were chanting and I said, so we need to stay calm. I said, because this is all about this, like, so somewhere tonight on this beach, the Lorna Dune will appear. And then some people will be like, the spirit? And I said, I don't know what to expect. I know it'll be the sunshine of your, her love, your love, Lorna Dune, for your sister Rose, who you hid here because she refused to, to go return to the heavens. So maybe she was a comet because I, I don't know. Like, because the star, maybe she was just one star. Maybe they were, maybe they were two stars. Has there been a star that's been missing for the four, 400 moons since the millennia? And like, uh, tonight would be the night we could free her. And, you know, she is the one that's been buried, like so many of our feelings because of the father and mother, son, because of the, you know, the confusion that can stir in all of us when we reach that age. And, you know, you see, we have these pulling unknown feelings uh, at us, uh, you know, related to, uh, you know, all, all that stuff, uh, you know, moon stuff and, and, you know, it's not easy, right? Am I right? And then everybody said, I guess everyone kind of looked at me sadly and I said, well, I said, it's not just me, I think. And no, then they laughed. And I said, we all want to be treated with respect, and we need to treat each other with respect. And I don't know how the gods could have done that. Uh, but tonight we're going to respect Rose Dune. I don't know if her last name's Dune or it's just, I guess it's a Dune with Rose in it. The Lorna Dune. And I said, wouldn't it mean Lorna's in there? And I said, well, that'd be interesting if we unbury it and it's Lorna and not Rose. But, yeah, it's about the respect of... Uh, you know, I think it's like kind of like being uh, down in a tube station at midnight, like the jam uh, would say. And then people were laughing, like they said, like, uh, they saw you were repressed. I said, no, no, I never said I was repressed. I said I was confused by the the sun and the moon and, the you know, the blue sky. I said, anyway, I said, who wants to uncover either Lorna Rose? Who wants to uncover a goddess? who belongs in this night sky and who's hidden away. And then I guess I did say patriarchy again. I'm sorry of the sun, you know, dominate, you know, with its hats. The sun really thinks it's hot stuff, huh? That was a, uh, and then uh, I said, well, I said, because that's a lot of weight to bear, the sand of eons, the sand of shame. I, I said, and it doesn't make any sense, uh, and I said, so everybody, we got to call out stuff to, to Lorna and Rose. Uh, the moon's gone tonight. It's a, it's a special night where you can come out to Lorna Dune, Lorna Dune. I said, you may ask yourself, does he love you, your father, the sun? Does she love you, your mother, the sky? Does your sister, the night sky, love you, Lorna Dune? And does your, like, maybe it was your uncle, the jealous moon, but the moon is absent tonight, uh, or it's not visible. Technically, it's not visible, but, you know, it, it's, it's not here tonight. So you can come out, and we want to free you, oh, the Dune sisters, oh, sweet Dune sisters. Come out tonight, please come out tonight.
And then people said, what are we supposed to do next? They said, well, it's, it's going to sound crazy. We're supposed to do the Wiltshire Waltz, uh, Desmond Williams. Like, so everybody started waltzing. And then we all started waltzing together, which I don't, you know, just dancing. And uh, But there was bands. So the band was, was some string band was playing waltz music. And everyone smelled of pecan sandies and the beach, which actually does smell great. And, uh. And then it did get a little, uh, um, like, what do you call those uh, rituals, fertility ritual-esque. I'll be honest, I'll save you the details, because in my case there weren't any. But with other people, there were, I don't know, it's a, on, a, on a woman's lips or a person you're attracted to's lips, uh, the smell of pecan sandy is great until you have a kiss and then there's sand. Like, French kissing with sand is no good either, so... That eliminates French kissing, pecan sandies, and milk from the beach. Uh, if you, if the person already has sand in their mouth because of the pecan sandies, that most of them had fallen on the beach when I knocked over the table one time. And then everyone said, what do we do after the?" And I said, well, we got to spin. We got to spin to show the count against counter, counter earth, whatever, which directions the earth spinning. We got to spin the opposite, like Alice's mad tea party. We need to spin, spin, spin. And say Lorna Dune, Lorna Dune, Lorna Dune. And at this point, like, uh, this is when art and myth intersect, uh, because, and this is when, like, I guess there was a portion of people that were there were there from Burning Man, or a different version, because, you know, those dancing um, things they have outside of car dealerships, uh, those inflatable dancing things, at the far end of the beach from the crowd, one of them rose up, but it was lit from below, and it had some, like, steampunk elements. I think the, like, Flaming Lotus Girls maybe, like, added some, like, uh, fiery highlights to it. So it was kind of like a hip version of that. And it rose up from the sand, almost like if people knew I was incompetent and, and did if you know, saved me. And everyone fell down and said, Lorna Dune, Lorna Dune. And I said, like, uh, then the band started playing China Cat Sunflower, right? So they were plugged in because that's what Carol King had requested, a Grateful Dead song. So then people were doing some Dead-style dancing around Lorna Dune and more stuff like that. And, I, like, like uh, I said, everyone, I don't want you to be a stranger now just because the next time this Lorna Dune appears. And they said, well, what is the Lorna Dune? Like, as we see, is the uh, symbol of her and her sister. And he said, her sister's free now from the bonds of the earth, from the bonds of the father, from the bonds of the mother, by coming here to celebrate her, by eating pecan sandies and milk and kissing and dancing and celebrating our differences, our, our oddities, because there was a lot of celebrating of oddities, mostly by just dancing. I think that's the best way to celebrate being different. Like they say, dance like no one's watching, or dance like nobody cares, or dance like you're, you're alone. No, no, that's oh, that was my saying. You know, I did make that dance, the Ackerman, uh, which I was doing, like, uh, which is pretty easy to do. It's kind of like something you'd see, like a Pee Wee Herman style dance.
So I said, by doing these dances, uh, we freed her uh, from the bonds of the past. And in the future, she probably, like, to be honest, she's not going to stick around this planet. Uh, so we won't see anything in the sky to know we freed Rose. But Lorna is infinite. Her sister is infinite. The infinite stretches of space. Uh, and that's where her sister can finally go. Uh, to find freedom from this bonds of this earth. And we should know that our hearts will follow her. And we don't need to be strangers anymore. Like gold, like the golden smog, like golden smog would sing, you know, we're all, and if you'll start to pack up and go, like I said, Oh, like, I guess, cause like, I think there was some fireworks that came out of the uh, dancing thing. And I said, you know, remember, like, uh, too, that, like Iron Maiden, like, we're, in, we're just, we're not just, we don't need to be strangers anymore. We don't need to be invaders either. Invading with our sunshiny power or our blue sky passiveness. We need to uh, dig deep into the loamy earth or the sandy earth and find our uh, you know, I guess just nurture our freaky side like this person from the bus. And then the person said, I'm not the person from the bus stop. I said, oh, sorry, it's dark out. Uh, and then the person from the bus stop came. And then they said, you know, I can't, I can't get this out of my head. The legend of Lorna Dune, uh, the magic of someone, uh, a dune that would only appear one night. Uh, the dune that only appeared tonight and had to be had to have us set it free, and we did. We did what was needed, and we did it right. Uh, something, something. And he said, "Thank you, everyone, for coming. Thank you for eating cookies with me." And and everyone started to clean up too. Most people, you know, there were some people that left early, like I said. And, uh, we did some hand holding and singing, like, can't get it out of my head. We did, we sang the whole ELO, uh, it was not really good for singing as a group, uh, but I guess it was symbolic. We were saying, we were singing Mrs. Blue Sky, uh, and, I, and they said, did you, did you get the whole story from Mrs. Blue Sky? Please tell us why. I, I said, I probably would have been tighter if I would have done that. Uh, please tell us why your daughter had to hide away so long. So long. You're right. Uh, please tell us why. But, but we know why, because the moon was in love with its mother, which is just a myth. It's no reason to be judgmental or anything. Just a myth. And then it was even better, because we all started to sit on the sand, tired. Some people snuggling up. Uh, me, uh... Um, like I do, you know, sometimes when you sit in this, I didn't want to sit on the sand cause it would make me like, like, but I, I, you know, I still had felt like I had to keep talking, but then I heard the lapping of the bay against the sand, against the former spot of Lorna Dune's sister of the Lorna Dune, the gentle lapping, the stars faint against the bay's water. No moon in the sky, the sounds of the city, the breeze in the trees, with the gentle lapping and washing up of the water, 
continually like a bay-breathing relief that a goddess had been set free, at least imaginarily, this night. Good night.